Hello, Marvelites. Welcome to episode number 96 of This Week in Marvel, the official Marvel podcast of news, new releases, and donuts, which I had one of this morning. I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, joined by... Uh, editor of Marvel.com, Ben Morse, and we have no more time for pleasantries because we have 800 comics this week. We have 25,000 questions. This is This might be a giant-sized edition of This Week in Marvel. We're going to run through as quick as we can. It's kind of insane. Uh, we have no one with us. Yeah, the We're taking our own gone. notes. It's, it's bananas. Carrie's too busy. Um, Who if, knows where Blake is? <laughs> if you're just joining us, Ugh. we're going to go through all the new comics out this week from print, digital, collections, and single issue. We're also going to talk about movies, TV, video games, as well as all the news across the board for Marvel. And then we're going to get to your questions and comments. And again, there are about one oh billion God. questions and comments, and they're really good, They're all too. good. We couldn't cut any of them. I it's collected them this morning, and I was like, wow, these are great. Yeah. Um, so we'll get to those in a little bit. First up, new comics. Ben, yes. kick it off. All right, let's dive right in with A plus X number 11, our beloved anthology split story series. In this issue, we have a team up between Thor and Magic, and another one with Cyclops and Superior Spider-Man. Uh, Mike Benson wrote the first story, Jim Kruger wrote the second story, but of particular interest to me, and I know to you, were the artists on these uh, stories. Thor and Magic is drawn by Mark Teixeira, who was awesome back in the 90s and remains awesome today. He had a great run on Wolverine and Ghost Rider. I did actually the Cyclops miniseries of Brian Vaughn that I love that mm. one of my favorite little other things. And then Ron Lim, uh, of Infinity Gauntlet fame, and Infinity War fame, etc., etc., did the Spider-Man Cyclops team up. It looks really cool to see him colored um, by Chris Sotomayor and kind of given all the bells and whistles. It's a cool team up thing, but the art was the hook for me. It was like a it was like a nice callback from childhood. Um, I was just I loved. I don't know. I love Mark Teixeira's magic. He does a really good job with her. He's always good with kind of the like the the bad girl type ladies, making them look all sinister and dark and dangerous. Yeah. So good on you, Tex. All right, over to Astonishing X-Men number 66, written by Marjorie Liu, art by Amilcar Pina, mm-hmm. and an amazing, amazing cover by Phil Noto, yeah. who uh, just love this cover. It's very punk rock vibe to it, um, and I, I dug that. This is the fallout of all the big Iceman stuff that was happening previously, and it's a, it has a great like old-school X-Men feel of like the, the team just hanging out, talking, dealing with... You know, themselves, their problems, uh, the stuff that's been going on in their lives. Sasha X-Men is very much the 80s, like, Claremont, uh, Paul Smith era. Yeah, you can tell, you know, Marjorie, and she just loves that era, and it's great. Um, And really good relationship stuff between all the various characters. I love seeing Jubilee back with the crew here in an X-Men that makes me so happy. Uh, All kinds of good stuff, and then there's some weird alien business going on that um, I thought was really neat. It It was a good twist on... What you thought was happening with that? I was when I was reading these books last week. I was tweeting whenever I read a book, I'd give kind of quick capsule things, something to look forward to. And I use the hashtag next week's Marvels, which I'll probably try and keep doing. Um, and when I said that there was karaoke in this issue, which there is, that got like more of a response. Than I think I literally some people being like, "I wasn't going to buy this issue, but now I'm going to buy it." Oh, I get really excited! So. We got to tell the editors put karaoke yeah, in every <laughs> issue, got, put karaoke yeah. special. Yeah, so <laughs> Marvel minute, now karaoke. I said, I said karaoke issue. I'd like to, I, I it was an explosion. I didn't realize wow. how much people were waiting. Good for to that. know. Yes. All right, on to Avengers Arena. Number 14, this is the first part of Boss Level, the final arc 
uh, of this big storyline, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's great because we get the backstory for Bloodstone. Yeah, I was waiting for this one. Yeah, this one is it's cool and it, it's intense. Um, really cool stuff. I love that you know weaves in some characters that we know and then a lot of stuff. While that's going on, we then get to see uh, where some of the other characters are going. The metal stuff is just—it's just heartbreaking, as it has been the whole series. X twenty three and Hazmat, things just go from bad to worse really quickly, yeah. and we get an awesome final page of like just giant like what is up uh great job dennis hopeless and amazing work by kev walker who's just oh, geez. oh no this is early yeah this is, this is so soon my goodness we're like two minutes in we've just done one two issues so far if you guys didn't recognize yeah. the dulcet laser it's tones just it's just water something stronger sure. i think it might be nicola like, what if it's gonna be lemonade I don't drink thinking? lemonade. Lemonade no? is gross. Yeah? Yeah. It's that gross. Yeah, it's like disgusting. That much. Yeah. I don't love it. It can be a little too sweet yeah. sometimes. It's just or gross. It's how, you season, I'd rather... it's how you season it. It how is you garnish how you it. What do, you, do you use chili powder like I do? You know, a little, little, in the mood. little basil. It depends what time of day it is. What we found hey guys, out, it's, we, it's, it's Nick Lowe. What we just found out, uh, Ben said that he tweeted about Astonishing X-Men. I didn't tell you about this. And that it was a karaoke issue. There's karaoke with Heck yeah. Heck yeah. The, we found out that uh, that is the biggest draw. I was tweeting about a bunch of different books I was reading from this week, and I got more responses to when I said that was a karaoke issue than anything. <laughs> I got at least five, seven people who said I was not going. I don't buy this book, but I'm going yeah, to go and it buy is this a great issue. issue. I that and that is all uh, Marjorie and and her editor Janine Schaefer right. on that book. Right, you and I was so book. pleased. That's probably why it's so good. <laughs> I was so pleased. Uh, when I was reading the lettering of that issue, because I was like, "Yes, X Men karaoke." Yeah, right. It's it like all your great terrific. loves combined. It's true. It's true. Coming together. Coming yeah. together. Yeah. I wish that we were saying there's such a great uh, old school Claremonti Paul Smith vibe. Absolutely. To that book. Absolutely. Very old school. They're there's a bunch of X Men books out this week. Uncanny's out this week. Oh yeah, yeah. with Wolverine that awesome Phil Noto cover. Yeah. Yeah, Phil Noto's all over the place. Wolverine the X-Men, the Hellfire Saga, concludes. Oh my god, that was so good. That was so good. Oh boy. I've been waiting for that comic <laughs> for a long, long time. It is so good. Nick Bradshaw, unbelievable. The other Nick. Yep, the other Nick in, in, in my life. Uh, Walden Wong's inks, uh, Laura Martin's colors, uh, but Jason Aaron, this is just like, he will slay you in this issue. This is a Jason Aaron week. Too. Oh yeah, yeah. We've got that, we've got Thanos, and Thor. we have Thor. Thor. Yep. It's a threefer. Um, it's a biggie. It's a biggie yeah. for him. Nick, well, we have you here yeah, next let's do week. It. Battle of the Atom kicks off, right? Parts one and two. Both? Oh, in one day? Week. How do we one do day. that? In one day. Well, there, there are five parts of the story that had to, that we needed to come out in uh, in September. Right. And so we, we I, I wanted to give that nice, big, like, double shot of Battle of the Atom in that yeah. first week to give people, you know, a really good taste for what's coming. It is insane we're sending part five to the printer this week part six is going next week uh it is well underway and it is awesome (laughs) when we do like double ships and stuff like that is that more work for you or is that just more like yelling at jordan and the creators mostly just yelling at yeah that's because you've earned this what is this (laughs) air quotes work you You, speak of? you've earned your i I just yell yeah i just yell a lot um but they're all sweet people yeah, they are. They, they, put, they put up with it. Yep. Badly Adam looks sick. It's talked to Jason Aaron about it earlier this week. Talked to Brian awesome. Wood about it. 
Uh, it looks great. Yep. Well, you guys are going to dig it. I'm going to le- let you go. i got to get back working on uh, some Infinity the Hunt what? right now. Ooh. Which is uh, Infinity tie that's coming up soon. Right. Uh, that is going to knock people's socks Who's right working? off of their feet. Who's working on that? Matt Kint yep. is writing it. With uh, the, it, 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 Some of this was the brainchild of Jason Aaron as who? well. Jason Aaron. The guy who has so many books this on this week. week. Uh, and Steven Sanders is on art, and he is oh, awesome. Oh, yes. yes. He is so good. Some cool. new char- a bunch of new characters debuting there. A whole new concept. A whole new contest of champions what? being revealed there. Uh, it's pretty awesome so Sweet. I gotta go work on right, later Nick. issues of that very cool uh, but I'll talk to you guys soon yeah. alright thanks bye. Nick bye well that was something always something <clears throat> alright let's get back to the flow we, right. we need a name for what he like a Nick Tornado and Nick Nato uh, Lunado Nick Nicocaine Nick Hurricane I don't know why you're focusing on the Nick as opposed to the low low seems to lend itself better like low down low light hmm. low life <laughs> I don't know. There's more stuff to it. You think about Lonado. it. I'm going to keep talking about comics while you do that. Um, Captain America number 10 says right here on the cover, <clears throat> Escape from Dimension Z. And you've got crazy goatee Captain America. Not goatee. Beard Captain America. And like crazy eyes, jet black. Zooming on this jet sled away from this specter of Zola. Uh, beautiful art by Johnny Romita Jr., Klaus Jansen, and Dean White. And this cover is pretty emblematic of the issue because it's like, you know when you, you're playing a video game and you get to that level where it's just like a like a chase level, like you like I'm thinking more old school games. I don't know. You hop in a car, like you're it's a side scroller, but you have that one level where you're in, say, Captain America and the Avengers. Yes. That one level where you're in the jets, the flying jets, yeah. or your Ultron, <laughs> or your vision, your vision flying. flying, or Iron Man flying. Yeah. Um, but this is that. This is the chase. This is the chase level. This is the chase scene. Dimension Z is like collapsing on itself. Uh, Zola, who is gone, apparently, has launched his base at Earth, and it's going to infect all of Earth and turn everyone into Zola. Captain America, Sharon Carter, and Jet Black are on these rocket sleds trying to get away. They've got crazy Captain Zola, or whatever his name was, uh, that awful Captain America clone with, like, toothed shield chasing after him all these mutates coming after him everything feels really really fast there's a lot of motion lines as you can see the art is really beautiful and uh oh it's captain zolandia that was his name and uh we find out the fate of zola we find out what's going to happen there's a lot of spoilers stuff but this is this is the culmination of everything rick remander's been building for the first nine issues someone makes a huge sacrifice it's pretty badass um and then the end is just like, Ugh. I feel the weight of this ending. It's just like, oh my God, that, poor Steve Rogers. That pat- it feels like Rick is just sitting next yep. to Steve Rogers, punching him as hard as he can in the stomach, right. and, then, ah. and then like patting him on the back and saying, shh, it's going to be okay. okay. And then punching him just and Slurring sh- him in uh, with, just with Over and over again. But then there's also a one, two, three, four-page epilogue that's crazy. Oh my god, that was so awesome. Yeah, so... I knew it was happening and I yeah, was still too. so excited for it. Um, it's awesome and it sets up stuff way down the line in this book. Not immediately, because next issue, Carlos Pacheco's on. Cap's back in the normal Marvel Universe. He's going to fight Nuke. All that stuff, but wow. It's, uh, this is a very different kind of Cap story. It really wasn't epic. It was a 10-issue epic. And it, it uh, lived up to the villain. We should pick that old nuke story for one of our upcoming Twin Daredevil 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 story? Yeah. yeah. Born Again? 
Was that the first yeah. nuke story? <laughs> yeah, Born Again seems like a good pick. Yeah. Surprised we haven't gotten there. You the classic Daredevil story, Born Again? <laughs> yes. Yeah. That would be an excellent pick. All right. I love Born Again. Yeah. Uh, over to Captain Marvel, number 15, written by Kelly Sutaconic and Jen Van Meter, with art by Patrick O'Leaf. And this is another view of the big battle from Infinity number one, where the, uh, the Avengers and all the alien races get their butts kicked. Uh, but this really serves as a way to just remind everybody that Captain Marvel is a freaking badass. She's an awesome leader. She's a great strategist. She takes no guff, and she will save everyone if she can. And uh, she does a great job of it here, and a big turning point for her right at the end of this issue. All right, Deadpool number 15 kicks off a big new story arc, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Brian Posehn and Jerry Duggan still on writing tours, but they welcome a great new art team of our friends Declan Shalvey and Jordi Belair, who just murder it. Uh, Declan has always been amazing. Jordi has always been incredible. When the two of them work together, it's magic. But this is the best stuff I've ever seen from them. And we say that every time they come on a book. We said it on Venom. We say it here. Uh, Deadpool has found out there are people from his past who have been harvesting his organs, looking into him, researching him. We learn a little bit about them, but more it's Deadpool going to his fellow, like, super soldier, weapon plus type, uh, not buddies, allies, acquaintances, Wolverine and Captain America and trying to get their help and their advice. Uh, there's a really funny scene with Wolverine, and then Captain America is fighting AIM, and Deadpool comes and helps him fight AIM, and they have a chat, and Cap gives him kind of a pep talk, which is kind of nice, because I think Deadpool really needed it. And then Deadpool and Wolverine fight a bunch of thugs, and it's this is where uh, Declan and Jordy really get to shine, showing this awesome fight scene with all the sound effects and all these... Uh, just, just the way they use silhouettes and shadows and everything. It is gorgeous stuff. And then the ending is a twist. This is very different from the stories that Brian and Jerry have done since they've come on the book. It's still got humor, obviously, because it's Deadpool, but it's a little more serious. There's yeah. a lot more pathos, and we're going to see some interesting twists and turns and some beautiful art. Might be my favorite issue of the series so far. It's really it's good. It's definitely up there. I read it this morning, and I was like, holy crap. Yeah, they yeah. did a great job. Yeah. Uh, FF number 11 by Matt Fraction and Mike and Laura Allred. It's an Impossible Man issue, which mm -hmm. uh, is a classic of the Fantastic Four series. Mike Allred drawing Impossible Man just... It just fits just so well, like all the impossible manness of it, of, yep. of the story, which makes so much sense. Yep. We get to see Impossible Man's kid, which was really oh, cool. God. Yeah. Enough uh, Impossible. Yeah. <laughs> New <laughs> character find of 2013. I mean, it's great because he's, it's, there's a lot of quirks to it. They could have yep. gone just a straight, like, opposite of Impossible Man, but there's a lot of quirks to his character. No, he's interesting. And it's really interesting. And it's, it's a very emotional issue. They do a lot. Matt does a great job with Medusa here yeah. in this issue and establishing, like, a, a cool aspect of her that you don't really see as often as I think. Well, I like uh, the Medusa in FF has been kind of. To say all over the place is a disservice. Just to say that she's called that she she acts one way on the surface because I think she feels she has to because she's royalty and she has to put on this kind of persona. And then when you get her in high pressure situations or situations where people need her, you see more of the real Medusa, and yeah. I'm very interested by that. Yeah. Uh, and amidst all that, we've got some wackiness going on at the school with uh, Maximus the Mad. What are his powers? He's 
I mean, he's a human. I think his power is just that he's really smart, so he's really good at manipulating people. Mm. That's always been my sense. He has some sort of mental powers, yeah. but they're usually not working. Um, granted, I mean, I, this is my limited knowledge of the Inhumans because yeah. I've read like the FF books, I've read the Inhuman stuff, but he always, it, it seems like he's just a schemer, but then once in a while he'll unlock these crazy mental powers, but I don't think he has them here. Um, right. Was it... When they're walking through the hall and Bentley is talking about how all the girls have a crush on one of the guys, is he talking about Uhura or is he talking about Alex Power? I think he's talking about Uhura. Uh, Uhura's a bad boy. He's got a leather jacket. I don't know. I don't remember that part. Look it up because it's definitely, uh, I'm interested. Because they both, he says something about like, I think he's talking to Uhura and he says like, we shouldn't listen to you just because all the girls have a crush on you. Um... But Alex Power's also walking by. Yeah, I think he's talking about her. Yeah, he's talking about her. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Alex Power just got that like uh, creepy mustache. Tons of visual gags in here. And then mm-hmm. one of my favorite things right at the end, the handshake oh, between Maximus and Julius Caesar. Because that's my favorite kind of handshake. That's the best handshake yeah. that harkens back to that X-Factor issue. What when uh, it was right at the end of the original X-Factor team. Mm-hmm. I mean, X. yeah, X-Factor. Okay. And when uh, it was Cyclops... Uh, when that crew was hanging out with the Inhumans, oh. and they did oh, the, the whole apocalypse thing, and yeah, they had the black, the black bolt cyclops, like there's love, a, but that's how that's how that's how men shake hands, yeah. um, and women can do it too. I'm not trying yeah. to you know bias there, but like that's that's how people should shake hands. You shake like the the, the full forearm, yeah. You shake like the other person's forearm. That's how it should be done. All right, over in Gambit number sixteen, <laughs> written by James Asmus, art by Clayman. Uh, Gambit has been kidnapped. By his dad, his adopted father, who wants to put him through a trial to prove that he can be the king of all thieves. It's a fun issue. He goes on a caper. Kind of some of the cool Gambit stuff we've come to expect from this series and from Jay Asmus. But both Ryan and I took issue with the fact that um, Gambit's dad, who's full-on Cajun, uh, says thieves instead of thieves. We Which, were trained by early '90s yeah. comics and cartoons that they would say Teeves. Well, I talked I talked to you yesterday about you didn't remember there was a there was an episode of X Men the Animated Series from the '90s where they actually went down Gambit and Rogue go down to New Orleans uh, and they get involved in in Teeves Guild versus Assassins Guild stuff and Belladonna's and all that and that was like my template for how people from New Orleans talk. Um, we have a friend Adam who's from New Orleans who I'm constantly frustrated by the fact that he doesn't talk like Gambit from the 1990s X-Men cartoon. But, but he uh, knows people who do. Yeah, like, right. He, so they exist. Yeah. But I want all people from New Orleans to talk like that. But it's a fun issue. That quibble aside. But that is that is something I, I take issue with and uh, now hold a grudge against James Asmus for. Huzzah! Alright, on to Journey into Mystery number 655. Sadly, this is the final issue. Big finish. Uh, Catherine Eminen, Valerio Schiti, and Jordi Valer just done an amazing job on this run. Uh, really, this has become one of my favorite books. Mm-hmm. I look forward to it every time it comes out. Yes. This is the big finale for the story with Gaia and Beta Ray Bill and all the the weirdness that they've been dealing with, and um, it's a it's a cool finish. Everything sort of gets put back where it needs to be put back. We get a good place for. For Bill, uh, Sif, you can tell Sif has sort of learned a bit and changed a bit throughout the course of this run, but she's still, you know, hot-tempered and uh, tempestuous and great and really, like, quirky and fun. Uh, And I just, I can't wait to see where uh, Catherine and Valerio go next because 
I think they both raised. Catherine has raised her game, right? And she's she's great. I want to see her do tons more. But she, we knew she was good. Yes, we, we knew didn't really she was know good. Know who Valeria was? Exactly. They come on and it's like boom. I want to see tons more. Yeah. Uh, and just yeah. So I'm I'm sad that this book is done, yeah. but that means we'll we know we'll see them elsewhere yeah. soon. Again, related to the the things I was saying out, like I said with Sonic X when I sent something out, like oh man, it's tough saying goodbye to to mystery blah, blah, blah. and again I got a bunch of responses that were all just like frowny faces emoticons but it was all from the creative team Journey to Mystery <laughs> it was like Lauren uh, Jeff Tikal who's the cover artist Valerio Shitty uh, I think Clayton Cowles uh, like everyone who worked on the book was just like oh god I'm so sad this is so hard because you know no fans have read the final issue yet but it was just like I, I was like reassuring them by the end I was like guys it'll be okay yeah. you're gonna do great things more great things. Exactly. All right, New Avengers number nine, big tie into Infinity. This was the comic that made me fall in love with the Black Order, Thanos's henchmen. Uh, the title of the story is The Cull Obsidian, which, as you can tell, means it was written by Jonathan Hickman. Uh, the <laughs> art is by Mike Tiodato. And this is about, you know, just as Avengers is kind of following. What's going on out in outer space with the Avengers going after the Builders? New Avengers is going to follow what's going on on Earth as the Illuminati try to defend against Thanos, the Black Order, and whatever it is they're looking for. So Thanos sends his Black Order out against the Illuminati uh, to get information from them, partially because they find out they had the Infinity Gems last. And we get to meet each member of the Black Order as they fight different members of the Illuminati. So you get Black Panther against... Uh, Black Dwarf, you get Proxima Midnight going to Atlantis and just messing with Namor. You get Doctor Strange and Ebony Maw, which is super creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, you get uh, Blast Two Super Giant and Corvus Glaive go to the Jean Grey school and fight the X Men. Uh, Beast being the Illuminati representative there, but you know Wolverine's there. And again, Iceman. Iceman is like. I feel like the whole thing now is Iceman is super powerful and everyone wants to mess with him. Yep. But you get all of these characters uh, going against the Illuminati and it really got a chance to see, like, all right, this is why this guy's cool, this is why this girl's cool. They're a cool design. Mike Diodato draws the hell out of it. Their powers are neat. Um, and their personalities are just ranged from kind of like creepy. Like Ebony Maw is super mm. creepy with Doctor Strange. Uh, Proxima Midnight is just so confident that it's unsettling. Black Dwarf literally goes in, gets the crap kicked out of him by Black Panther, and just like wanders off and is like, "All right, I'll be back later." So these are really interesting characters. Uh, Black Bolt is up to something. Namor is up to something. And then at the end of the book, we get a nice text page by Hickman with these creative designs uh, introducing the Black Order and telling you their powers and kind of their personality and stuff like that. So this is a really valuable issue. Again. Um, if you're following Infinity, you can you can keep following Infinity without this. But if you really want to get to know these characters who, in the first issue of Infinity, they were just cool looking. Yeah. Um, really, really get to know them. This is the issue for you. We have another one of these great oversized reprint books that we've been getting lately. Uh, we had the Star-Lord one, the Black Bolt one, reprinting this old stuff. And this one is Rocket Raccoon, Tales from Half-World. And this reprints the original Rocket Raccoon Limited series by Bill Mantlo and uh, Mike Mignola. So, of course, the art is gorgeous. Is it all four issues in there? Because I, I didn't get a chance issues. to read it. Yep. Yeah. It's all four issues collected, plus a bunch of back matter, which has um, some covers, some pinups, some posters, and then also 
handbook entries on Rocket and on some other stuff from the story itself. So if you've never read this, uh, it's really weird. Super um, weird. I was going to pick it for a Twim URC yeah. at some point, but it's super weird. It's really, it's, it's, it's tough to wade through, but it definitely gives you a sense of why Rocket Raccoon is the way Rocket Raccoon is. You'd see where he came from, yeah. uh, the environment he grew up in. So definitely recommended if you're looking to pick some extra stuff up and learn a little more about Rocket Raccoon. Scarlet Spider, number 21, written by Chris Yost and Eric Burnham, yes. with art by Carlo Barberi and David Baldion. It's been a little while since we've seen uh, David Baldion. Yeah, I've seen no, his name in there. I, I love his art's so good. It's mm-hmm. something crisp and exciting about it. Um, and, and this is Kane's losing it because he thinks he's, um, he's degenerating. His cells yeah. are degenerating. The scars are coming back. He's, it's messing with his mind, and he starts flipping out. Bad things are happening to the people he loves, his mm-hmm. friends. Uh, while that's going on, he then runs into Ben Riley because why not? Why not? Yeah, and it was great fight, it really was. interesting stuff. Then Spider-Man shows up. Then the, the jackal, jackal shows up, up, and you're like, what is going on? And I won't spoil yeah. the rest of it, but, I mean, we love Scarlet Spider. I know nostalgia is one of those things that like makes the heart grow fonder, but it seems interesting to me that like I feel like... We didn't appreciate what we had when we had Ben Riley. Granted, it was a really tough time in comics, but just this idea, because I feel like we're kind of getting it with Kane now, we're getting to see like a different kind of Peter Parker. But Ben Riley was kind of cool in that he was this, you know, kind of neglected, unselfish hero who let Peter Parker have his own life. So it was nice to see him sort of in this issue. Um, And still. I like that he's A, still wearing the sleeveless hoodie, and B, that Jackal makes fun of the fact that he wears the sleeveless hoodie. So those are two high points. Secret Avengers issue number eight, written by Nick Spencer, art by Luke Ross. Just as we focused on the Black Order in New Avengers, Secret Avengers this week is all about AIM and their new sort of ruling council. Mockingbird is trapped behind enemy lines. She has had her memory wiped by the Secret Avengers protocol, so she doesn't know why she's behind enemy lines. She also doesn't know why... She is disguised as a, like, overweight, middle-aged AIM scientist. Uh, so while she's trying to figure that out, we get a little tour around AIM Island, see what's going on, see what Taskmaster's up to. He uses Tess One, who normally I would not understand is this giant robot, but I just read, thanks to Ryan, uh, Avengers Heavy Metal over the weekend. Tess One played a big role in that. Uh, yes, I was reading that on the train. Uh, I ran through last week's comics and I wanted to read something, so I read it. Uh, but we also see Yelena Belova interacting with the Scientist Supreme. We get Mentalo, who is also in Heavy Metal. So this whole book is just a love letter to Heavy Metal. We get Graviton, who we love. That Graviton stuff, though, there, there's pretty like those panels. I was like, whoa, yeah, that's intense. Crazy. It's awesome. It's Superior, who I yeah. dig. Uh, and then the creepiest of the bunch is Jude the Entropic Man, who I've seen one other place yeah. ever, and that was Paradise X. I've never seen him in actual continuity, and he is a creepster. So I like this new power structure they're setting up for AIM. I like this kind of intrigue within the organization, and I like that they're making them bigger than just being, you know, the guys in the beekeeper helmets who are cannon fodder. Yeah, they, I mean, Hydra has been uh, a force to be reckoned with for a long time. I mean, right. You get some, especially through, like, Secret Warriors, mm-hmm. Hydra was like, whoa. Even them, they're kind of laying low right now. Like, really right, but I, they were established as, as a force to be reckoned sure. with. 
now it's really nice to see that AIM is getting that same attention, that same level of, you know, that yeah. they could be lethal and dangerous and really throw their weight around. Yeah, between this and, like, Hickman's Avengers, they're big in Hickman's Avengers, too. Yeah. So AIM is becoming really, you know, I mean, they're really smart. But I like that what they've done with these new organizations, they're like, we're really smart, but we get beat up by superheroes, so we're going to hire supervillains to be our kind of, you know, our heavies. Yep. So that was great. Heavies. Uh, Thanos Rising, number five, final issue of this limited series by Jason Aaron and Simone Bianchi. And uh, Thanos goes to Titan to raise it, to destroy it, to... Um, Not raise like lift. Yeah. Raise like annihilate. With a Z. Yeah. And uh, then he runs into his dad, and there's all kinds of just deep cut emotional dialogue going on. And finally, Thanos gets what he wants... But it doesn't always doesn't work, pay out. doesn't work out so well. Um, great issue. Uh, really nice ending to this. And uh, hopefully you guys read this. as It'll give you a good understanding of yeah. the character and where he's coming from and what's so going sad. on. So sad. So sad. Yeah, I think that's something that's going to read so good in a collection because you're going to feel so bad for Thanos. Like, he had so much potential when he was a little kid and... His life was just torn from him and ruined. Yeah, it's nuts that you you know you can be so sympathetic to a guy exactly. who's killed a mass millions mass of people. Yeah. All right, staying right on that Jason Aaron trade over to Thor, God of Thunder, number twelve. Uh, not only written by Jason Aaron, but this is a great treat. Interiors by Nick Klein. I Nick Klein is like rocketed to the list of one of my favorite artists. Uh, he of yeah. course did Winter Soldier. It's been gone for a little while, so seeing he's been doing some great covers lately, but seeing him back on interiors was just a freaking trick for me. Literally, from the first page, I'm just like, oh, I missed this. Where we got big hulking young Thor standing with this girl he was just just got having to know, relations just got with. To know. Um, and and Nick does it all. He does he does the the pencils, the inks, the colors. We got Joe Savino on letters, but anyways. And Jason Aaron gives a hell of a story to draw. Um, it's basically after the huge God Butcher, God Bomb arc, we're checking in with Thor on Earth. What does Earth mean to Thor? What does Thor do when he goes to Midgard? It starts out in the past, then we go into the present, this amazing splash page, Thor in New York City, at a bar, Thor visiting a guy on death row, uh, which was just, every scene in this is just emotional, and they're all like little two-page snippets. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to do total playback because I'll give everything away, but... Um, just all these places he's visiting. He's visiting places you don't expect. He's going to a nunnery, which I love. That 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 one. There's two panels. Yeah. And I could have I could have read a full 22 pages of that of the Thor. Oh, yeah. Of yeah. Thor, like hanging it's, out with the nuns. It's true. That that's what's so amazing what Jason does here. It's like it's like 25 two panel or two page stories that you want to see more of all of them. Like you want all of them expanded. Like Thor's sitting with some monk on a mountain talking. Their buddies, and of course, this is the the big cool thing of the issue is that he goes to the same way like you know celebrities get invited to like cadet balls um a environmental scientist named what's her name Roz. Rosalind Solomon Agent yep. Roz uh invites Thor to go to her cadet her she, she's a shield cadet in her cadet ball and he shows up and they dance and it's awesome and she's awesome she's great she's really endearing I like that she tries to start telling Thor about environmental stuff and Thor seems totally uninterested. I was kind of annoyed at that, but it comes back later. Yeah, and it, it their their dialogue feels so natural yes. and true 
which is astonishing because it's a it's a freaking right. thunder god and uh, you know like this this scientist who's part of this giant yeah. espionage organization. Also, like, I didn't notice the first time around that like everyone at the everyone at the ball has just you know little glasses with like fruity drinks and stuff. And Thor's just got like a handle of like Jack Daniels or something. <laughs> and he's just toting around because that's what Thor does. Um, and on the reverse side. Thor visits with Jane Foster. Um, I don't. I don't think I want to say what no. happened to Jane Foster. I think you guys got to read it for yourself. Oh my God. But there's something going on with Jane Foster that is really heavy and really taps into a different part of Thor. Uh, and the stuff he says here, the way he explains it. Um, what, what, what does he say? I, there's a line here that I, I'll read and it won't give everything away. It says, You must understand when one can literally move mountains, nothing is more galling than feeling helpless. Yeah. Um, it's incredible. They have a great few pages. Uh, Jane Foster is hopefully going to be more of a part of this book because I'm really interested in this dynamic. And then Thor, uh, to bring it back around, he meets up with Agent Ross again and we start something new there. So it's kind of a full circle deal. It's, yeah. you know... Uh, He's in one stage of his relationship with Jane Foster. He's in another stage of his relationship with the S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. And then we cut to the future with King Thor, who was also like, a cranky old King Thor, like, I want to get back to Earth. Someone fix my rainbow bridge. <laughs> so someone fixes his rainbow bridge. He goes to Earth, and we'll leave it at that. Yeah. There's stuff going on on future Earth that is big. Yeah, there's a, you know, I like that it's bookended by the young and the yep. old Thor and all that stuff. Yeah, so we're still seeing those guys. They're, but, they're still part of the book. And I said this on Twitter, I think, if you've never, even if you've never read a Thor comic book, mm-hmm. you should read Thor, God of Thunder. Yeah, absolutely. 12. You love just, ah, man. It, it says so much about the character. Yeah. Uh, and you and love it, the character. You, yeah. It, it's really, really, it's a special comic. It yeah. was really incredible. Um, one of my favorites of the year, without yeah, a doubt. Absolutely. And, and, you know, it's nice we get those kind of, like, almost standalone issues. And it doesn't hurt that it's just beautiful. Yeah. Like, the art is incredible. Yeah. So, I mean, really... Like, that should make people go, oh, Nick Klein. Yeah. Yeah, Nick Klein is amazing. Yeah. Really right. great. On to Ultimate Comics Spider-Man, number 26, written by Brian Michael Bendis and David Marquez on art with Justin Ponsor. Uh, and it's it's great. We get the origin of Bombshell, getting um, a lot more insight into where she came from, where her mom came from, what her connection is to... Uh, Roxxon and Cloak and Dagger and everything that's going on in the last couple issues. It's a super fun issue. I I love, 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 love that Miles is back in the costume and mm-hmm. hanging out with Jessica Drew, Spider-Woman. Yeah, I love that, that character. She's such a great character. It's, I mean, it's female Peter Parker. Right. It's, you know, she's fun. How can you not love her? Uh, it's great stuff. And we get the introduction of an ultimate character uh, for the first time. Oh, yeah. It's going to be great. It's every time I think we've run out of cool characters to make ultimate versions of. Yeah, and that, that was go. it's a really great design. It was yep. pretty cool. Makes it only sense. shows up for like three pages, but you're like, ah, Makes what a badass. All right, Uncanny Avengers number 11 uh, by Rick Remender and Daniel Acuna. There's, Rick has, with this book, kind of recaptured a lot of what I like about books I read when I was a kid, where there's just a lot going on all the time, and all the characters are in different places, and you know they're going to bring back together, but, you know, with a more kind of sophisticated storytelling. Um, and that's, you know, that's kind of Rick's M.O., as we know he's been able to resuscitate a lot of 90s properties like Venom and X-Force and put a spin on them. He really does here as well. Uh, jumping around a little bit, 
got the Apocalypse Twins trying to make a deal with the Scarlet Witch to serve their master plan. But we also get some cool teases and references to what the future could be since they're time traveling with Kang, uh, what could happen with the Red Skull, with Magneto. Um, we go back to the Dark Angel saga for a little bit. All this different stuff. While this is going on, the Avengers are scattered all around the world. Wonder Man is dealing with his brother Grim Reaper. Rogue and Sunfire have an interesting heart-to-heart uh, -heart where uh, I love that Remender brings in the continuity of like the old Rogue series from a few years ago. Like That was quite a callback. Like Really, everything counts with him. This Wolverine versus Dokken fight is intense, uh, exceeded possibly by the Thor versus Sentry fight. And then, wait, can you talk what? about that one panel? Which one? Oh, right here? geez, the, the Sentry like panel. Horror movie oh one. my yeah. god! So Sentry uses heat vision fully, and I guess like his what is like mouth vision? He's shooting like fire out of his mouth. Why not? He's undead. Um, he just rips his face off and ah. shoots things straight out of his skull because you know that makes it more effective. The skin doesn't get in the way. So yeah, uh, Daniel Acuna draws some gross but also greatly rendered stuff. Then <clears throat> we've got Captain America, Havoc, and Wasp. Closing in on New York City, trying to make their move, but the Apocalypse Twins are one step ahead of them, and at the end of the issue, Scarlet Witch makes a huge decision. So big stuff coming here. It's also issue number 11 for Uncanny X-Men this week, and we've got uh, the X-Men Cyclops' crew taking on a new Sentinel that we, we saw at the end of the last issue, and is basically like adapting to everything that they throw at it. Everything looks like it's going wrong. It's terrifically illustrated by Fraser Irving uh, with some other sequences by Chris Anka mm -hmm. and uh, it's it's kind of terrifying really great stuff the last minute save but then there's the big mystery of where did the Sentinel come from mm -hmm. who's pulling the strings what's going on big mysteries and uh, big problems for the X-Men finishing our Jason Aaron trifecta this week Wolverine the X-Men number 35 the Final part, we were talking about with Nick Lowe earlier, final part of the Hellfire Saga, and it ends with a bang. Nick Bradshaw on pencils, Walden Wong on inks, uh, Laura Martin with some help on colors, and just high action, high adventure, something going on in every panel, just advance, advance, advance. Uh, we get the final battles between a lot of people. The Hellfire Club falls apart. This uh, group that's been deviling the X-Men literally since Schism. This stuff with Toad and Husk is heartbreaking. Krakoa uh, is awesome. Quinn Choir and Edie have their best oh issue ever. They are just, you know, top of the line, awesome heroes now. Philistine is creepy. Uh, there's just so much going on. Nick Bradshaw really drew the hell out of this issue. There's so much in every panel. Yeah. And then we get a little setup for what's to come as the Bamps play a role in saving a member of the cast. And we see who's in charge of the Bamps. And not going to give anything away here, even though we've kind of tipped our hat on what's what's going there. Tipped our hand. I don't know. Some stuff with the Siege Perilous. Uh, some stuff with Dog Logan, who I've loved in this whole oh. arc. And then finally, the X-Men. We find out what's going to happen with the Jean Grey School. Because Wolverine wanted to close the school. But we get a nice, interesting resolution here. And then a great final page. Of note, I spoke to Jason Aaron last week uh, about... Battle of the Adam stuff, and as an aside, I asked him about uh, Ice Voltron. Yeah, we loved it so much. I was like, "Whose idea was that?" He's like, "Oh, he's like, I just said draw like an ice, a giant ice robot." And he's like, "So it was Nick who came up with the actual like, oh well, he should be Voltron." And I think he told he's like he told me that, and I was like, "That's 
of course he should. Yeah. Like, of course he should be Voltron. That book was so good. So good. So good. I just want to throw all ball over it. Yeah, please don't. It's over on my side of the table. All right. Wrapping it up. Um, Young Avengers number nine, written by Kieran Gilvin. Gilvin? Gilvin. Written by Kieran Gillen. <laughs> New name. Art by Jamie McKelvey. See, I screwed that up because I was thinking McKelvey. Hello. Um... Uh, <laughs> Uh, we pick up right where we left off last issue, where Prodigy and Hulkling kissed. We find out why that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, there is an explanation. Ooh. We also are in this dimension where Leah is hanging out. Leah from Journey to Mystery. If you are a Journey to Mystery fan, this is actually a really good issue for you. Because Leah has a big part. Um, and she's going to, I guess, be a fixture of this book moving forward. I hope so. We have conversations aplenty. Big plans. Young Avengers need to get out of here, get away from Mother, as they've been doing the whole series. Uh, some really cool use of alternate universe doppelgangers. A lot of white space, uh, which Jamie McKelvey uses expertly. Loki starting to crack a little and kind of not have it as all together as we thought. And then the end of the issue is a bit of a break. Some of the Young Avengers decide, all right, we need to part ways to figure out different parts. It's a really sad goodbye between two members of the team and that leads into a really cool last couple pages where we find out that a character who was a small part of the book is actually a much bigger part of the book and it's a really neat reveal yeah good stuff very good stuff what a week wowzers what a week wowzers yeah Man, there were a lot of good books this week. Uh, we talked about all of them. On any week, I could have chosen Avengers Arena, Captain, Amer- Captain America, Deadpool, um, Thanos Rising, or uh, Journey into Mystery, or Wolverine and the X-Men. I will throw... Uh, I thought Scarlet Spider was really good. Yep. I thought Secret Avengers came out from nowhere. Um, FF was the Impossible Man issue. I'm going to say, though... The star of this week is Jason Aaron, yes. who not just wrote three great books, but wrote three different great books. Because you got Thanos Rising, which is this like tragic romance. You had Thor God of Thunder, which was this like day in the life of issue that was beautiful and like nothing else. And you had Wolverine and the X-Men, which is this crazy, fun, high adventure book. And you had three great artists working with him, Simone Bianche, uh, Nick Klein, and Nick Bradshaw. So it was the week of Aaron. Yeah. The week of Jason Aaron. But... I think we're, we're going to have the same one, obviously, given how much we praised it. Was yeah. Thor was yep. just amazing. Not just the best book of the week, but one of the best books of the year. Without a doubt. Yeah. No hesitation. So, yeah. Thor God of Thunder gets a unanimous twin this week. Um, a rare thing. Yes. Can't remember the last time that's happened. It's been a while. So, you guys definitely go out of your way to check out Thor God of Thunder, number 12. Now available in stores and on the Marvel Comics app. Yeah. All right. On Get to... On. Collections on sale this week. We've got uh, just a few. Secret Avengers, Reverie. It's the first collection. Then X-Men Legacy, Invasive Exotics, and Young Avengers Style yeah. Over Substance. Yeah, I don't know how you say that. It's a little it's the little carrot symbol uh, to help you guys out. Yeah. Style Call me off guard for a second, but yeah. yeah, good stuff. They're all trades. They're all soft cover. Yeah. Uh, new comics on sale via the app that we were just discussing. Everything we talked about, plus Wolverine Japan's Most Wanted, that infinite comic chugs along also on sale fear itself ff number one fear itself spider-man issues one through three she hulk the 2004 volume all 12 issues and silent war the full series so issues one through six collections on sale through the app avengers masterworks volume two 
Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, Cosmic Avengers, Irredeemable Ant-Man Volume 2, Small-Minded, Marvel Knights Spider-Man Volume 4, Wild Blue Yonder, Rocket Raccoon, Tales from Half-World, which we just covered, uh, Thunderbolts Classic Volume 1, great, great stuff, Ultimate Comics Spider-Man Volume 2, Chameleons, more good stuff, and Uncanny X-Force Volume 7, Final Execution Book 2. All right. And then quite a list here because I had to copy and paste it at the last second, so (laughs) it's not truncated. It's all right. So Marvel Unlimited gets tons of new books this week, including Age of Apocalypse, number 12, Amazing Spider-Man, number 255, Dark Avengers, 187, then a whole load from Fantastic Four, the original run, 240, 307, 312, 322, 323, 324, 403 to 406, 408 through 415. Uh, I know some a bunch of people have asked about 600. Mm-hmm. It's it's in the queue. I know yeah. it's it's we got to get it out. It's, yeah, it's a big undertaking. Then from the 98 1998 volume, uh, Fantastic Four two through seven, as well as 15 and 42. Then jumping back up to 605.1. It's the Willie Lumpkin issue. Oh yeah, that was a heartbreaker. Yep. Uh, Hawkeye number eight, Incredible Hulk issues. 271, 313, 384 through 389, 393 through 396, Journey into Mystery 649, Marvel Universe Ultimate Spider-Man number 11, Punisher Warzone 5, Thunderbolts number 5, Ultimate Comics X-Men 23, Uncanny Avengers number 4, Uncanny X-Force number 2, Uncanny X-Men number 2, Extreme X-Men number 11, and Young Avengers number 2. Good job. All of that. It's part of your Marvel Unlimited That's subscription. Excellent work. All right, we're going to kick it over to Strami now for movies, TV, and video games. Hello there this week in Marvelites. This is Marvel.com associate editor Mark Strom coming to you from somewhat overcast Los Angeles with the latest in what is on air this week in Marvel TV with an all-new episode of Marvel's Hulk and the Agents of Smash premiering this Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time inside Marvel Universe on Disney XD. And this is the episode in which Ego the Living Planet makes his animated debut. At least I think it is his animated debut. I am fairly positive we have never seen Ego the Living Planet in animated form before. But if we have, correct me. And I will give you a no prize. I don't think I can actually give you a no prize. Might not actually be in my authority. But I will thank you. So, you uh, can check that out this Sunday. The Hulks, Hulk, Red Hulk, She-Hulk, Scar, and A-Bomb all have to fight Ego, which is basically five Hulks versus the entire planet that wants to kill them all. So, as you can imagine, things get a little bombastic from there. And it pretty much covers everything we've got this week in Marvel on air, but I will be back with you again shortly as soon as those fine fellows in New York are done with their next bit. I will talk to you soon. All right. Thank you, Stromy. Big stuff, big stuff, big stuff. Ben, what do we got for news? All right. Well, our big news, of course, is the launch of Marvel Unlimited Plus. If you are a fan of Marvel Unlimited, we have now got a premium tier Uh, You can subscribe to this or you can upgrade your current subscription. You get all sorts of cool stuff with it. You get special member benefits. I believe you get a discount with Comixology. 
you get an exclusive Ultron action figure. You get an exclusive Age of Ultron number 10 variant cover with the book inside. You get a membership card. And in the future, we're going to have a lot more on what else you can get at live events, at conventions. Uh, so be a lot of perks to being a member of Marvel Unlimited Plus. Also, of course, access to all 13,000 more of our, our digital comics. Yeah, it's kind of... It's a big thing, and if you are a member already, if you have a year-long subscription to Marvel Unlimited, you can upgrade, and mm -hmm. the cost will just be the difference between the year that you've already paid and uh, the the upgrade, which is just thirty bucks. Thirty bucks gets you the toy, the comic, the box, the card, the perks, all that good stuff. Um, someone on Twitter said it's like a it's like Foom. Yeah, I saw it's that. Very much like Foom. I mean, that that was sort of. One of the things we were thinking about in putting this all together is, you know, what what can we do now that's that cool and that inclusive? So, yeah. yeah. Uh, like we said, when Nick Lowe was in here, Battle of the Atom, X-Men Battle of the Atom is launching next week. It's an awesome 10-part story involving past, present, future X-Men. It's really cool. We spoke to Jason Aaron about it earlier this week and debuted some Giuseppe Camoncoli art, some inks from upcoming Wolverine the X-Men issues as he's going to be drawing those chapters. Uh, we are going to be speaking with Brian Wood after this podcast comes out. Hopefully we'll get some cool art to run with that as well. Last week we had a really cool long interview with Cy Spurrier about what's ahead in X-Men Legacy. I know you, Ryan, have been loving X-Men Legacy. Mm -hmm. Stuff coming up sounds great. Uh, the impending fight between Cyclops and Legion sounds insane. Uh, we got some great art from that as well, from Paul Davidson and from Koi Fam. And then sadly last week we broke the news that Venom is going to be coming to a close I spoke with Colin Bunn, talked about his highlights on the series, and how he's going to be bringing it to a very cool conclusion. So, bad news, good news there. Um, Venom will be ending, but also some neat stuff to look forward to in the months ahead. And then the Venom character goes right over into Superior Spider-Man, and there are big plans for him. Yeah, there's plenty of plans for Venom, too. Like, yep. even past that. Far-reaching plans. Great. All right. Uh, I have been, you know, I work on all kinds of things. We have uh, a cool app that is being developed that I got to see some concepts for this week. Hopefully we'll be able to announce that really soon, but I think that'll be... It's something that people have wanted, but they've never really sort of put it together in what we're doing, and I think it's, it's going to be fun, it's going to be cool, and it's going to be useful. I mean, neat, neat. Uh, I'm also going to go to the UK soon to uh, visit the Guardians of the Galaxy set. you do the accent? Hello, I'm going to UK to go to the Guardians Galaxy set. That's what the people want. I know. But yeah. There's actually... Yeah, I know. There's a request later, yeah. so getting as many as possible. Totally. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going uh, to arm wrestle Batista and Chris Pratt at the same time. What? Uh, yeah. That's going to be awesome. Why don't you arm wrestle Batista and then do uh, crunches competition with Chris Pratt? Sure. So I do my DDP yoga. I can hang. Sure, yeah. No problem. Sure yeah. you can. Good. I look forward to seeing how that goes. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, all right. Let's kick it over to Mark for more. Hello there this week in Marvelites. Marvel.com associate editor Mark Strom coming at you once again with the latest in Marvel movie, TV, and games news. Kicking things off with two new character posters for Marvel's Thor The Dark World, which is in theaters November 8th, of course. These new posters feature Chris Hemsworth as Thor bringing his hammer down on... Well, I suppose we can't actually see any foes in there, but we can imagine that he is about to bring his hammer down on some of his foes. And 
the other poster features Tom Hilston as Loki sitting in the Asgardian throne room, it appears, with, well, a lot of battle damage around and a lot of uh, important Asgardian artifacts littering the floor, and he looks rather mischievous and coy in it. So, that may be a little foreshadowing of what is to come. You can check out both posters right now on Marvel.com, as well as 13 new images from the film, including two new pieces of concept art showing off some more of Asgard and Malekith's ships, a behind-the-scenes shot with Jamie Alexander, who plays Sif, along with director Alan Taylor, and ten new images from the film itself, featuring Thor, Loki, Malekith, Heimdall, uh, Darcy, Dr. Eric Selvig. You can check them all out right now on Marvel.com, of course. And jumping from there, well, actually, before we jump to there, I should also mention that we will have an interview with Chris Hemsworth up Well, actually, it'll be up shortly after I record this, so by the time you're listening to it, you'll be able to read it on Marvel.com. This was from a set visit that Agent M and I did to the set of Thor last year over in London. We went over there for a few days and chatted with everyone, and you can get a little preview of everything that we've got coming up with our Chris Hemsworth interview. So... Look for that right now on Marvel.com. Jumping over to the world of TV, of course, we have new episodes of Marvel's Hulk and the Agents of Smash up on iTunes. If you ever miss an episode every Sunday, first, shame on you. Second, don't worry. They are all available on iTunes the Monday after it premieres. So, so far we have four full episodes of Marvel's Hulk and the Agents of Smash up on iTunes, and it's worth knowing that we also have the first eight episodes of Marvel's Avengers Assemble. And the first, let me do the math in my head really quick, 45 episodes of Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man all up on there. Finally, Marvel Avengers Alliance has launched its first spec op on the mobile version of the game. This is the Avengers vs. X-Men spec op. For those of you who have been playing on Facebook, you may remember about a year ago, I think? A year-ish ago, we had the... Avengers vs. X-Men spec op that had magic as the reward character in it. You, of course, can now play that on the mobile version of the game. Get magic, recruit her to your mobile squad. And yeah, if you haven't downloaded Marvel Marvel Avengers Alliance yet on your mobile device, it is a free app. You can head over to the... uh, Google Play Store or the iTunes Store, get it. The App Store, I suppose. Anyway, that's pretty much everything we have for this week, so I'll send you back to the guys in New York, and I will speak to you again in seven more days. But until then, have a lovely weekend, a delightful week, and I thank you for listening. All right, thank you, Strami. A whole lot of good stuff. Woo-wee! All right, here it is. The massive... How many pages do we have? Just like pages upon pages of questions. So 
We will uh, we will get through these. Six double-sided pages and then one page that's just half a line. All right, so there's like 13 pages of questions. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do our best. We're going we're gonna to keep the energy moving. Boom, 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 boom. All right, let's, let's rock. One Patriot kicks us off. It says, Koo, thanks for the bonus infinite comic. Uh, it shows a pick. Um, I think he's talking about Infinity Against the Tide, which a lot of people might not be aware of this. I don't think we talked about it a lot, is that <clears throat> there was a Silver Surfer Infinite comic that came out in conjunction with Infinity. Uh, it's really cool. Silver Surfer's going to be a big character coming up. A lot of people were wondering where he is in Infinity, and this answers that question. I believe the creative team, I don't want to botch this, but I believe uh, Jason Latour wrote it, and Augustin Padilla did the art. Sounds uh, good. So good stuff. Yeah, so if you have a copy of Infinity Number 1 and you haven't redeemed your digital code, do so now. Yeah, because you'll get Infinity Against the Tide, Infinite Comic, along with Infinity digitally. It's very mm-hmm. cool. One Patriot also explains to us how to pronounce ex nihilo. 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 The H is silent? I guess. That looks like it. All right. Thank you, Patriot. Uh, to me, listening to you two talk about wrestling on the podcast, if you ever lose your jobs, you can do a wrestling podcast, LOL. Um, I would love to do a wrestling podcast. I love to do a wrestling podcast in general. I mean, we could talk wrestling forever. We do. Yeah. At our desk. At our desk. We could just record those conversations. Yep. Um, the losing our jobs part's not as much LOL. Yeah, thanks. We don't, don't want to do that. I also don't know how much we get paid to do a wrestling podcast. <laughs> Probably not like a full-time salary, yeah. but... We'll, we'll, we'll go over to WWE and say, we'll do a podcast yeah. for you. For you. Pay us. Yeah, pay us a, pay us what we're making here, where we work five days a week uh, to do a podcast for you. We'll do it daily to, to freshen things up. Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? An hour a day. Um, uh, great idea. Yeah. I was, <laughs> I was watching, as I was telling you, I, one of our friends from D.C. lent me a bunch oh, of yeah. uh, Ring of Honor DVDs. Um, one of them being the Brian Danielson or Daniel Bryan mm-hmm. uh, two disc retrospective stuff, which I only watched one match so far. Who was, I was it? Like, what's it? Oh, it was him against uh, Paul London. Paul London, yeah. Because you wanted to know who Paul London was. Yeah, because yeah. I wasn't watching when he was in WWE, yep. and I not a, I don't know as much about Ring of Honor, so it was a great match. I want to get into old school Ring of Honor because I've seen like there's like a very specific period. I basically I watched Ring of Honor live when our friend Chris Daniels went yeah, back there. Yeah, that's the only time I've seen it. Yeah. I don't remember anyone else on the card yeah. but Chris. During uh, during 2010. Well, I remember because I saw... I was he, he got me tickets to a bunch of shows at the Manhattan Center. It was funny because like, the first two shows I went to, there were world title changes because I got to see Roderick Strong beat Tyler Black, who's now Seth Rollins. And then I saw Eddie Edwards beat Roderick Strong. So I got to see like two world title changes at the two shows I went to. But it was awesome because... I remember it was, it was the Kings of Wrestling. Where this was like the big attraction. It was the Kings of Wrestling were the tag team champions, and it was Claudio Castagnoli, who's Antonio Cesaro, and Chris Hero, who's Cassius Ono, were a team, and they were awesome. And they would bring in at all three shows I went to. They brought in teams from outside the promotion to wrestle them. So the first show I got to see uh, the Motor City Machine Guns against them. Second show I got to see Shelton Benjamin and Charlie Haas against them, and then the third show I got to see Homicide and. Hernandez, uh, Latin American Exchange. Wow. So it was an awesome period, but I'd really like to watch some old school Ring of Honor, like when Punk was there, when Joe was there. When yeah, well, one of the other things was uh, he, he also let me 
um, like the year one Rainbow oh, yeah, and uh, the CM Punk's mojo. Who is this who lent it to you? Kyle. Kyle? Yeah. All right, I mean, you talk to Kyle. So yeah, I bump someone off. I'll just bring in one so you can borrow it because you know yeah. how slow I am to watch things. Oh, I know. Yes. I'll uh, I'll but, I'll take a picture and send it to Kyle. Let him know I have his DVDs. Yeah, but. Uh, Speaking of Antonio Cesaro, mm. the NXT right. match between mm-hmm. him and Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn? Former El Generico. Yeah, formerly yeah. El Generico. Holy crap, yeah. that was awesome. That Two was out of three falls. Right. Really terrific stuff. I I was, uh, like, my wife came in as I was watching and she was like, who, who is that guy? That? <laughs> He's great. And oh, man, it was yeah. good. I, it's funny because... So many of the big WWE guys now are just Ring of Honor guys from like the last five or six years. Yeah, they all came in. They got named. Yeah, because I mean that's basically Claudio Castagnoli against uh, El Generico, which yeah. I think I, that match happened in ROH at yeah. the time. So sure, it's funny. It's interesting. Anyways, yes, wrestling podcast. We're on <laughs> it. Um, I mean, this becomes a wrestling podcast sometimes. Yeah, it does. Last one from One Patriot Comic Shop shout out. I'm glad we're getting these. Uh, Goldmine Comics in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Free pull list club and comics come bagged and ordered. Love to hear that. Good cool. stuff. Yeah, let's get more of those. More comic shop shout outs. We Every like week, those. yeah. I mean, I've, I know that there's a couple more in here, but we always want to hear where you guys are getting your comics. All right, we got Alan Wilson who asks Is Ultimate Comics Ultimates ending? I haven't seen it in the preview solicits. Uh, Alan, all the Ultimate titles are going to be rolling into an event called Cataclysm, which we're going to have more news on soon. As for what that means for the various series, you're going to have to stay tuned on that. We will have news in the very near future. Centurion Joe has a couple. He says, Infinity was a great title, but Thor was the best. Seriously, I think Thor and Superior Spider-Man are the best comics. Glad you're digging them, Joe. Top of the line stuff. Yeah. He also says, This is the first time in quite a while that I did not like Doc Ock. Knowing what Kane is dealing with and seeing how he gets treated and spoken to by Doc Ock is frustrating. Truly the first time in a while I wanted to scream, It ain't Peter! It's interesting. I, I, I didn't... I'm not sure how people. So, do people people like Doc Ock? They're like he's he's doing a good job. Because sometimes I'm like that, but I've never lose sight of the fact that he's a, he's a jerk. Yeah, I mean he's getting the job done though, so there's something to be Indeed. said for that. Uh, Joe says so. Ultimate Tony is physically dead for good, I guess. At least he lives digitally. Nothing's ever for good mm. in comics, mm. but yeah, his body is kaput right now. But yeah, yeah he's living in living in a robot. Last one from Joey says, Superior Spider-Man, Nova, oh God, so good. I have got to say, this has been an awesome year thus far to read Marvel. Concur. I agree. Yeah. Thank you. Chris Vaughn, Immortal Thor 99. Any plans for the Annihilators, either as a team or individually? Hope to see them in Infinity. Uh, no plans as a team, but Gladiator is in Infinity. Uh, Silver Surfer is on the fringes of Infinity, and there's more coming up for him. Ronan is in there. So I call... No, not I call... Um, Icon? Icon. Icon, Icon and was in Infinity. <laughs> yeah, that didn't go didn't too well. very well for her. But yeah, most of the Annihilators were in Infinity. Quasar is not there, but who knows? Maybe he'll show up. And then Better Ray Bill is busy in Journey into Mystery. Yes. But the Annihilators, uh, the characters are all, a lot of them have big stuff coming up, even past Infinity. Uh, as a team, we shall see. Yep. Um, I know Jerry Duggan talked about Quasar. Uh, how he'd like to use him in Nova, and he oh, talked nice. about Battery Bill as well. So cool. who knows that he might bring them back as a team? Maybe not. Just had a really odd vision. I live in the middle of nowhere and was passing some cows while listening to this week in Marvel, and you were talking about different species, seeing Galactus, and thought about a giant space cow with a purple <laughs> helmet. I love that. Uh, I would like to see that as well. That is phenomenal. I thought we were, we'd be talking about like scroll cows. Yeah, or that, that was where that my was mind went on the first tweet. Yeah. yeah. 
Christian Rodoslovich mm. tweets, what did you think when Scarlet Spider joined the New Warriors since you love the New Warriors? Yeah. To you. To me, uh, I remember it. I remember it well. Uh, it was during, obviously, the Clone Saga. I had very mixed feelings because on the one hand, I was like, well, this was also uh, Fabian Nicieza, the writer who I really associate with New Warriors, had just left the book and was being written by Evan Skolnick, um, who did a good job. But it was like it, it felt like a very different book. A lot of the characters transitioned out. Nova was gone, Night Thrasher was gone, Namorita was gone, it was a bunch of new characters. Um, so when Scarlet Spider joined, I, on the one hand, I was kind of like, oh, cool, it's a Spider-Man character, so this is, the book's a big deal, like, things are going to be good. On the other hand, you know, I always, in the 90s, I always associated Spider-Man as an adult. So the Scar- Spider, Scarlet Spider was also an adult, like, I saw them as being, like, in their late 20s. Yeah. And the New Warriors was all about kids in their you know late teens early 20s so it felt kind of odd to me when he joined the team and it aged all the other characters instantly because he had kind of a romantic thing going with firestar and that was kind of weird to me so uh, he didn't stick around very long i think everyone kind of got that it wasn't i, I liked scarlet spider i thought he was a cool character and it was an interesting idea but it, he didn't really fit uh so that, those were my thoughts but Christopher Short replied mm-hmm. to Christian Rodoslovich and said, I loved it when Scarlet mm. Spider joined the New Warriors. I love the Clone Saga and New Warriors. Microbe equals cool. Microbe was way after Scarlet Spider, I think. Mm-hmm. Microbe was... He like, just likes Microbe. Yeah, my Microbe was cool. But yeah, you know, your, vi- your mileage may vary. Christian says, what exactly is Mystique doing right now in the X-Books? As she's appearing everywhere and is kind of confusing. She is everywhere. She's in every X-Book. She's in All-New. She is in Uncanny. She's doing her thing there. But then she's also in Wolverine, where Wolverine the X-Men, where she was with the Hellfire Club. And she was in Astonishing on her own. Mystique's busy, man. She multitasks. She can shapeshift. So yeah, makes it easy. But yeah, she's very in demand. All right, tons of more from Christopher Short. He said, Did either of you read my favorite comic of all time, Mark Miller's Wolverine number 32, The Prisoner Zero from 2005? Yep. Of course we did. Remember that one? That was an intense book. Yeah, very intense. I think the story behind that is uh, Miller, Mark Miller had a meal with Will Eisner and got inspiration for the tale. If I remember correctly, he got some inspiration and like a kick in the butt of yeah. how to do the story the way he wanted, like, that made sense yeah. after meeting and talking with Will. Who drew that? Is that Carrie Andrews drew that one? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely a, yeah. a classic. Good one. Um, Christopher says, I listened to this for me and my friends. They want me to ask a bi-weekly where are they now segment. Think you can help out. <laughs> I, I guess. We can try. I mean, yeah, if you ask the question, we're not going to put a whole segment into the show for it just because... No, if you ask one question every two weeks, then yes, we can probably... Yeah, we, we can pull that We off. can help you out. Yeah. Uh, Chris says, did Lija and Johnny Storm ever have their kid? I remember a comic with her in the delivery room, but don't remember her kid. I remember that comic. Um, she had an egg. It was weird. Scrolls have eggs? Apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, or they did in this comic. There was a whole thing. She was, Lija was pregnant. They didn't understand how it worked. There was some crazy scroll ritual, and they gave the doctor like some device he had to use, and they came out, and there was an egg. And then I stopped reading Fantastic Four after that, so I don't know what happened to the egg, but I don't think it ever became a kid. Mm. I think it turned into something else. Great. shape-shifted away or hey, something. that happens. So, yeah. The Legend Johnny Storm saga is always an interesting one. Christopher says, has the author of Superior Spider-Man made any reference to its similarities with Craven's Last Hunt? So, Dan Slott. That would be him. Uh, 
can't think of what are the similarities with Craven's Last Hunt? In that the villain wins, I guess. Uh, oh, and then he takes takes his over place. as Spider Man, but it's no, I I it's think those different. are very superficial. Yeah, I mean, he had uh, similarities. He, like Craven literally put on a costume and like went out and did Spider. Like he's he ate spiders and yeah. then like Doc Ock you know. is Spider Man. Like yeah, he's yeah. living in Peter's body. He's not like wearing a Spider Man costume while Peter's underground somewhere. Yeah. So it's kind of it's a, it's a neat point, but uh, no, I don't think let's talk about that anywhere right. for the same reasons we didn't really see it right away. Christopher Short says, can you think of any mutants that have the same power as their parents other than Siren and Banshee? The masterminds. Yep, Lady and Master. Yeah. Uh, Cable kind of inherited the telekinesis and the telepathy from Adeline Pryor. She didn't have... She she didn't she have... She did. It was latent. She didn't have really? it, but she, she, had the, she had the potential. Hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think of more those families. Um... Who's uh, Nightcrawler's dad? Azazel? He's not a mutant. He's a demon. demon. Yeah. But But yeah, you got those powers. That's true. None of... Colossus and his family, they all have different powers. All have different powers. Um, Who else has kids? Uh, I mean, any alternate universe what-if story you read... Yeah, there's definitely going to be plenty of that. ...get those. Yeah. But I think, yeah, Mastermind's the one that jumps to mind for him. Yeah. Oh, he had, like, yeah, because he had two kids and they both got his powers hmm. uh, where are we have we seen the group of mutant scrolls that Xavier led from the early 90s since then Cadre K what they were from the early 2000s not the early 90s and no <laughs> we have not I am not that familiar with them very, at all very short lived interesting Another one from Christopher, he says, Mr. Fantastic, has he ever been truly scared? Even during Onslaught, Captain America lost hope, and Franklin was gone, but Mr. Fantastic didn't lose his cool. That's part of, like, the that kind of detachment that's written into his character a lot, is that he's so intellectual that he's able to very easily detach himself from emotional situations and just analyze. But I've seen comics where he loses it, and a lot to do when his kids are in trouble or his family's in trouble. Yeah. More from Christopher. He says, Punisher killed Nick Fury at one point. Oh, what happened there? He sure did. Uh, it was an LMD. That's a long story short. Yeah, I remember in the 90s, Punisher killed Nick Fury. That was Remember they were doing all the imprints? They did Marvel Edge. Mm. It was... Because remember, everything was in the families. You had like the X-Men family and Spider-Man yeah. family. And this family. Marvel Edge was uh, Punisher, Hulk, Ghost Rider, I think Daredevil. Basically like... Marvel Knights-ish characters. Right. But, uh, yeah, Nick Fury's gone for a few years, and then they brought him back and said he shot an LMD. Yeah. Which is generally what happens when Nick Fury dies. Why not? Which has happened more than once. Yes. Uh, how did Rogue lose her Ms. Marvel powers? Did Rogue lose her Ms. Marvel that powers? That was... It was in Mike Carey's run, I believe. No, you know what? No? It was actually in uh, Claremont's Extreme X-Men. She really? still had her powers. Her and Gambit both lost their powers at one point during that run. Um, and then they got them back at the end. Um, I think Sage did something to jumpstart, but she only got her power absorption powers back. She hmm. didn't get the Miss Marvel powers because they weren't her original powers. Uh, they were gone. Right. But I think Mike Carey did a lot to expand on it. So hmm. it, I could be wrong. More from Christopher. He says, Aunt May was dead in the Clone Saga. When and how did she come back? Oh, Aunt May dead in the Clone Saga. No siree, sir. LMD! Not an no, LMD. No, not an that LMD. That was Norman Osborn hired an actress 
to get plastic surgery to look like Aunt May, and then she was dying, so she died because he knew this would devastate Peter Parker, and then he just had Aunt May held captive somewhere, and then released her. And, you know, it's Aunt May, so she was kind of like, oh, this is all normal. Let's have some wheat cakes. Comics. Yep. Uh, another one from Christopher says, do you remember how Magneto got his memories back after Xavier wiped his mind? He, just, he always had them back. Because that was kind of a red herring deal because um, the character who would become Joseph showed up after Xavier mind wiped Magneto. And we all thought that was Magneto who had lost his memories and be DH somehow. But then, a couple years down the line, the real Magneto came back and it was, he never lost his memories. Joseph was a clone. I love these questions. Yeah, this you can is, do these all day. <laughs> Last one from Christopher. He says, "Is current Iron Man still the young, time displaced, evil Tony replacement Iron Man from the mid '90s, The Crossing?" All right. So in The Crossing, <laughs> I has a big smile because I remember all this stuff, and I never thought it would come in useful for anything, but I got this job luckily. Uh, yeah. So during The Crossing, Iron Man became evil because Kang was manipulating him. So the only way, I never understood this, the Avengers thought the only way they could beat Iron Man, rather than just have like Thor punch him or something, was they needed to go back in time and get a younger version of Iron Man to come forward in the future and help them figure out how to defeat evil older Iron Man. Uh, and it worked, because young Iron Man convinced evil older Iron Man that he was doing a bad thing, evil older man... Older man. Older Iron Man sacrificed his life to save the Avengers. And then for a few months, we had teenage Tony Stark as Iron Man in the Iron Man armor. And then Onslaught happened, and uh, he went away. You have a year of Heroes Reborn. When Heroes Return happened, Iron Man came back. Tony Stark, normal, good, adult. Wasn't explained for a little bit. And then Kurt Busiek did an Avengers annual where he addressed a bunch of these questions. Um, through Jarvis answering fan mail. It was great. He basically just said that when Franklin brought uh, the characters back from Heroes Return, he brought them back as he best remembered them. So he brought back an Iron Man who was both adult and not evil, but that Tony Stark had the memories of both when he turned evil. He had the memories of teenage Tony. He had all the memories in his head. And they actually have a scene where... A little throwaway scene where Iron Man goes to the Avengers and says, look, I was evil. I killed a bunch of people. Like, you guys have to pass judgment on me and decide if you, you need to kick me off the team or throw me in jail or whatever. And Captain America was like, ah, it wasn't really you. Let's <laughs> let's go hang out. Um, but there was a whole bunch of stuff like that. Because you remember at the time of Onslaught, like, Wasp was like a humanoid wasp. And uh, something wrong with Hawkeye. And when they all came back, they were all normal. The explanation was just, oh, this is how Franklin remembered them. So we brought them back this way. That works. <clears throat> sure does. All right, moving along. Daniel Benjamin Shaw, is there going to be any update to the Avengers Initiative app? Uh, Daniel, not that I know of, um, unfortunately. I just I don't believe so. Sorry. All right, let's go over to Dom Simmons uh, with another local comic shop shout-out. My LCS is Atomic Comics. Nice. Where's that base? Is that I, L.A.? No, I don't remember. I wanted to say in the south somewhere, but I could be totally wrong. All right. Another one from Dom. I know he isn't an actual gamma-powered Hulk, but why is Hulkling not in Agents of Smash? Because he's not a gamma-powered Hulk. He's also got no relation to... Yeah, that's like the Hulk family, and Hulkling has never... never There's no... It would just be more confusing to try and force him into that. It just has that name. Yeah. Plus, there's also like six characters in that show. It's all good. All right. 
More from Dom. I think it'd be cool to have Strami on live again. Get a petition going. Uh, get it on that website that everyone uses for petitions, and we will, once you have 10,000 signatures, we'll look into it. Is that fair? That's fair. All right, great. Swim of the Week is X-Men. I rarely pick something else when I get a spider book, but I love this issue so much. Yeah. Oh, oh that X-Men issue is so issue. good. Yeah, that was the, the David Lopez one. Yep. Looking to get in some original X-Books. I think I read before that Uncanny X-Men was the first, but I can't recall. Uncanny X-Men was the first, but it wasn't called Uncanny X-Men when it started. It was just called X-Men. But if you go on Marvel Unlimited or Marvel Comics app, we list it as Uncanny X-Men. Retcon. Going all the way back. Yeah. So, yeah. Drew Hamilton tweets, Please have Nicolo hype up the X-Men Gold one-shot coming out in November. All right, so note to self, next time Nick breaks in... What is the X-Men Gold one-shot? X-Men Gold one-shot is a 50th anniversary of the X-Men special that's got Chris Claremont... Oh, right, right. ...Simonson yep. and Damien Nicieza. We talked about it. Yes, awesome. So, yeah, we'll get Nick to talk about that next time. Dean Weirman says, Do you guys play fantasy football? If so, any insight? I do not. I do. I'm in two leagues. I won one of them last year, and I won the other the year before. My insight is I don't even honestly know that much about football. Uh, the nice thing about fantasy football, especially as you're playing online, is it's literally just stats. You just look at the stats from the previous year. You analyze the patterns. You figure out who's going to be good. Like You can know nothing about football as long as you have a basic understanding of numbers. Uh, you can win at fantasy football. I've tried fantasy football like three times, yeah. and I always lose interest. During the draft. Yeah. The or, draft like, right long. after. And the draft like, is long. I'm like, you know what? I don't have time. That's the other thing. You have to, like, you have to hunker down because those drafts are super But then, long. like, every week you have to deal yep. with the trades and the this and then that and the injuries. And it's like, I just. You know what? Here's the advice I give you that I also give to this guy is that what I did in one of my leagues. One of my leagues I don't mind as much because it's people I see all the time so I have fun with it. But one of the leagues where it's, like, with my high school buddies, uh, I had the same thing where I was like, I don't, I'm not interested in this. So I partnered up with a friend of mine. So that way we split the responsibility so I don't have to check it back every week. And like he does the draft for us because he knows more about football than I do. Mm. And then I'll like, I'll do the weekly changes. So divide it up. And you've also got someone to talk to. And like, if you don't know what you're doing, most of my knowledge about fantasy football now comes from the league. So, yeah. you know, watch that if you need right. any insight. Yeah, just watch that. That's, yeah. Even if you're not interested in fantasy football, it's just an awesome show. That's great. Yeah. Gay Comic Guy tweets, Just read Infinity One by Jonathan Hickman. Seems like it's going to be a truly epic comics event. So large scale. We agree? You sure are right. And he says, uh, So I tweeted to that Blake needs to get Mindy mm-hmm. Kaling to visit Marvel. Did you ever get a response? No. But, I mean, I'm sure she gets a bunch of Twitter random stuff. Like, I just tweeted to Steve Austin and Ric Flair before coming in here. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to get back to me. I've gotten Steve Austin to reply to me once. Ooh. Um, it was pretty cool. If he comes in, he has to give us all stunners. Yeah. And I will sell it like crazy. Yeah, you will. I will like, do flip. a backflip. Yeah, the, do the, backflip. Ro- the rock sell. Yeah. Flips. I always hated that one, actually. <laughs> it's so silly. But... I hate it because he flips back and he, like, hits his legs on the ropes. Yeah. And Scott Hall, actually, is a really good stunner sell. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he just, like, goes dead. <laughs> But there was one, there was a WrestleMania where they fought, WrestleMania 18, where it was one of the coolest stunners I've ever seen because Austin gave Scott Hall the stunner and he just did the like, like whiplash back straight up. So Austin, like, while he was falling, gave him another stunner. It's the only <laughs> time I've ever seen him do it. It was great. great. I mean, it must have played that. It was awesome. Though. Yeah. Gunhild Skjold coming back. Talking of lockbox heroes makes me sad because I still don't have any. I play this game so much. How don't I have them in Marvel Avengers Alliance? 
I do not know. If you play it that much, you should have lockbox heroes. Yeah. I just got Electra. It took me like three days. It was really I don't know weird. how you did it that I don't quickly. either. I don't understand. I already have Electra. I think I have one or two more covers to go. Oh, they were good about it. I just got luck of the draw. Yeah. More from Gunhild. I got comics for my birthday, and I'm really happy about it. She gives us a picture. It is, ooh, an Avengers trade, all-new X-Men, Journey to Mystery, more all-new X-Men. That's good stuff. Mm-hmm. For extra bonus, the Journey to Mystery issue includes Volstagg's daughter, Gunhild, who is one of my faves for obvious reasons. What, what, they what reasons? The same, they have the same name. Oh. They have the same name. Oh. Uh, the Gunhild and Gunhild right. have the same name. Although, if people call me Hildy or Hildy... <laughs> it's just spelled two different ways. I don't think there's two pronunciations. As I do with her, I would probably want to punch him in the face. Oh, good to know. Good to know, yeah. It's an adorable nickname. It is. Hmm. How do you use AR when reading digital comics? That is the eternal question. Yes. Um, you, need to have essential, you need to have two digital devices. Right. And you have to, because we haven't been putting the AR bugs in the comics, you have to know where the panels are. Mm-hmm. Um I'm sure there are websites out there that, that would say... You we know, have the air bugs in some of the comics. It's just some In, in the digitals? Oh, in the digitals. In the digitals. Oh, That's the thing. It's on the... Currently, they're not on the digital versions of the comics. I have been asking every once in a while, when are we doing this? When are we doing this? It is... It is in the plans to put the AR bugs in the digital versions, um, even though we know that that's not the most elegant experience mm-hmm. uh, to have a phone and have an iPad or have two phones or whatever, try and do it, but that's how you would do it. Uh, hopefully in the future we can we can find a better solution. We do have a meeting on our calendar later today called the Future of Marvel AR. So maybe we'll, dun, learn, dun, dun. Maybe we'll learn more. Dun, dun, I just dun. saw that pop up yesterday afternoon. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Uh, Is there a way to redeem codes? Were you done? Yeah. That was the end? Okay, I'm sorry. Is there a way to redeem digital comics codes in the app, or do you have to do it online? You have to do it online, uh, but that is something that is on our roadmap. Um, Hopefully, we'll get to see that in the future, near future, but currently, you have to do it at marvel.com slash redeem. There it is. Whoa, I'm playing Spec Ops, and I just got to team up with Ares in a normal fight. What is going on? That happens. You get to team up with Ares in normal fights in uh, Mission 2. I haven't gotten to Mission 3 yet. I haven't gotten to Mission 2 yet. I have to I have to beat Ares. Yeah. I, I, I beat him too soon, and then I have to now play the whole thing again. Right. you got to get the get, get the bonus. I told you who to team up with, though. No. <clears throat> I'll yes, it. She-Hulk and Hercules. Yes. Well, Hercules, you have to. He's like the mandated team. Yeah, but now I, then I have to redo all of She-Hulk's stuff. Yeah. 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 yeah there you go. Um, but to answer your questions, yeah, in Mission 2, you get Ares as a team-up in every fight if you want him, optional. Um, huh. He's a team like, not just boss fights or anything like that. And, like, if you're just fighting, like, test subjects or something, you can use Ares. That's kind of neat. So, yeah, it is cool. Um, I recently discovered Marvel Share, and hanging around waiting for codes is intense. I don't know why you would hang around wait, waiting for codes. I only post one per day. I know other people post them. I saw some creators and Pete Olson, who's here at Marvel, sharing some codes on the uh, on the Twitter. So, hey, I just pull them from my own comics and give them to you guys. She then says, who the hell is Peter, Peter Palmer? And the picture is actually on the next page. It is a reprint of an old-school Ditko Spider-Man comic with Peter Palmer. Uh, I can only assume this is your... Where is Gunhild from again? Norway? Norway. Norway. And this is some sort of Norwegian reprint where they must have botched the uh, translation. So I see a little, whatever language that is. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, It's Peter Parker. 
Peter Parker is the name of the character. Yeah. Peter Parker. Being at work is a lot more fun when I can listen to This Week in Marvel while working. How much work do you get done? Because you'd just be I, laughing yeah, and learning. Hilarity. We were on uh, we were on our, our little online course yesterday. Oh, and, God. <laughs> and I was trying to... Why are you reminding me of that? Doing that? It was awful. Uh, my school computer is in for repair, so I can't play Avengers Alliance during breaks. I hate this. <laughs> I'm glad you're dedicated yeah. to all the work you have to do. Yeah. Uh, Jay Bandoy tweets, I reread Infinity Gauntlet. Forgot how dull-witted Drax was. Same Drax in Guardians? If so, how'd he get so smart? Uh, he died. Came back. Smart again. Pretty much every time he dies, it comes back a little different. Yeah. You know, whether he's... More, he's smarter, or he's sort of looks different. When it was dumb, it was when he was dumb. It was something to do with the fact that like original Arthur Douglas uh, had brain damage when he first got transformed into Drax, and for whatever reason that was like held off, and then it caught up with him yeah. during one of his resurrections. Sure. So yeah, Julio Saravia tweets: Where can I get a poster of Raphael Grandpa's cover of Strange Tales Two? Yeah, if you find out, tell me. Yeah, I wish. I would love, one. I would love that, man. I wish Grandpa was doing more for us. So good. Hopefully you will. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Charles tweets, And loving Paul Cornell on Wolverine. Now that Logan can't heal, does he still have his uh, heightened senses? He does. Sure does. Healing factor is the only thing he lost. Still got the claws, too. Although, as you know, uh, adamantium in one's body is not natural. And it was the healing factor that was holding off that poisoning. So maybe that will be the story point in the near future. A uh, bunch more from Kyle. He says, What happened to that Von Doom woman who was introduced in Jason Aaron's run on The Incredible Hulk? She hasn't shown up again yet, but I'd like to see her again. She's a fun character. She was great. She was a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, she, it was, she was hooking up with Igor, the hunchback. Yeah. That was cool. <laughs> Superior Spider-Man team-up number two was pretty awesome. Otto is such a D-bag to Kane. Wow, people really did not like the way Doc Ock treated Kane. Kane has become a fan favorite. It's about time. People love him. Yeah. Um, Kyle says, like Ref Gamelin said about the end of Secret Avengers number seven, if that was anyone else left behind, I would be pretty worried. But yeah, Mockingbird, she can take care she's of herself. She's doing okay so far. Yeah. She's alive. Yeah. But, she's I mean, really... she's a fish out of water. We'll yep. see how that goes. Oh, Superior Spider-Man just keeps getting better and better. Otto has become a snitch. <laughs> oh, yeah. When he hobgoblin secret identity. Oh, yeah. Oh, what a jerk. Uh, Kyle says, after finishing Scarlet Spider number 20, I feel sorry for Kane. He just wants to be Otto's brother. Otto is such a tool. Poor Kane. Yep. Uh, it, talking about Uncanny X-Men number 10. See, Scott is still a stand-up guy. He ain't bad math in the Avengers. <laughs> yes. He has taken that road. He did also kill Charles Xavier. Well, possessed by a space alien. Never forget. Yep. Uh, Kyle says, just won my first ever PvP battle on Avengers Alliance. Whoop, whoop. Congratulations. Very good. He says, I know that this final arc of Avengers Arena is going to be crazy. Last issue left me mega excited. Metal, is he alive or is he? You're asking if he's alive or is he alive? Question mark. Metal is alive. or I think it's saying metal is alive. Or is he? Mm. Like that. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, we'll uh, could there be a new New Warriors, or are they going to just stay eating burgers on the hood of Speedball's car? I'm happy with either. Yeah. If we just get a series of them, you know, eating burgers, that's fine too. The banter, just fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Ollie, PC Dead Meat, just finished Carnage USA. Next on the recommendation of NJ Morse, it's Doom 2099. Gonna dig that. Next, I want a cable origin story, please. That was that two issue cable series. 
Blood uh, and metal. Blood and metal. You could also, well, I guess you really wouldn't. The the Adventures of. Uh, yeah. What, what's the name of that? The, the Adventures of Cyclops and Phoenix. And was Phoenix. that was, Yeah, the Adventures of Cyclops and Phoenix. On and the then further, the further adventures. But that had nothing to do with Cable. Yeah. The Adventures but that's of Cyclops what that in the future, Phoenix, though, right? Yeah. The Adventures of Cyclops and Phoenix chronologically would be the first thing you want to read. Cause yeah, because that sets up doing game. a whole bunch of things. Yeah. Yeah, if you can find it, and I don't know if all this is on. I'm, I don't, I don't believe it is. is. But if you can find it, you want to read uh, The Adventures of Cyclops and Phoenix, like Ryan just said, then go to Cable, Blood and Metal, and then read the Cable ongoing series from the 90s because it flashes back a lot. Yeah. So that's a, that's some good Cable Meet stuff. the Six Pack. Yeah, the Six Pack. What the, they were originally called... The Wild Pack. And then they had to get changed. Yeah. For some reason. It was a legal thing. Um, Ref Gamlin, R.E. Infinity... They get here, we're definitely screwed. If we go out there, we're probably screwed. Quoting me from two podcasts ago. So true. That is what I said. You guys really got into Infinity in This Week in Marvel 94. A blow-by-blow account. Glad I read it first. (laughs) Yeah, we we got a little carried away. It happened. We try not to do that, (laughs) but it happens. Uh, Ref Gamlin reaching out to Gunhild Skold saying, By the way, if you need an extra ally on Avengers Alliance, I'm happy to help any fan of This Week in Marvel is welcome. He's doing these crazy, like, clown smiley faces, which I'm not sure I approve of. He's a Bodocons. Horizon Lab guy still going strong. I like it. Quoting you this time. Just reading back quotes that we said to us. Uh, thanking me for the shout out for Abstract Sprocket in 94. Really, really appreciate it. Well, tell them that we did it and also that I really appreciate them because I don't know if I would have gotten through my semester in <laughs> Nowheresville without that store. They are fantastic. Horizon Labs Roundtable is where we have a big group video chat across the UK, the US, and Australia and discuss our Marvel picks. And we owe it all to you with the podcast for bringing us together. Really grateful and love every episode. That is That's great. super cool. That's terrific. That makes me happy. That is awesome. Two, three. How do you coordinate time zones? That's my next question for you guys. You can keep answering questions every week. What time do you have your round session? That is great, though. Yeah. That is so cool. Another cherry paper rack added to my list. Thanks to the weekly collections update on This Week in Marvel. More Doctor Strange goodness soon to be bought. A great episode of This Week in Marvel with Jonathan Hickman discussing Infinity with Ben Morse. Uh, so good, I listened to it twice. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully to get Jonathan back soon, but he's a busy man. Robert, you uh, you missed an opportunity there. You could have said, so nice, yeah, I listened true. to it twice. I wasn't going to say anything because he said something, something kind, but yeah. I'm just saying. I'm, no, I was I'm thinking not, it. I was thinking it. I'm not retracting any points or anything. I'm just saying. No, I, I was, it was right there. Hmm. Do we know what those tech lights are strewn throughout group in the new Guardians of the Galaxy? You know, he's got the, like, the, the I don't know that they're don't lights. They that's just the way he's been designed. Maybe for the, armor of some sort. Maybe. Power packs. I don't know. Yeah. They just look cool. Yeah. Is Franklin Richards an ex-gene-carrying mutant, a second-gen metahuman due to his parentage, or a combination of both? He's a mutant. Straight out. He's not a uh, metahuman. Mm. He's, he's been established as being a mutant many times. You missed a question just before that? Oh, I did? This, oh. Was Is the Guardians of the Galaxy series from the 90s ever collected in trade paperback? Uh, yes, yeah, some of it. We did Guardians of the Galaxy classic. There was at least one volume. Because I remember I read that. That's not the 60s stuff? No. It collects the 90s. I don't know if... I don't know if it's Guardians of the Galaxy Classic. I don't know what it's called, but there's definitely a trade. Isn't that the Guardians of the Galaxy um, Cosmic Avengers? Maybe. All I know is I read those uh, some of those early Valentino issues, and I'd never read them before. Right. So there you go. We'll look up the name for you, but yeah, it's definitely collected pretty recently too. 
Uh, this week in Marvel, 94.5 is great. So many sound bites you could turn into a public service announcement for comic books being educational. What was 94.5? Uh, that was uh, DMC. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, DMC was awesome. Amazing. Yeah, that was one of, the, that was one of my favorites that we've ever done. Uh, and saying, I love 94.5 with DMC. Have a newfound respect and appreciation for him burying his soul during the interview. Yeah. He got into some heavy stuff. Imagine what it was like for us in the Sitting room, in the room and like talking to this icon, this legend. Yeah. I mean, it was it was pretty great. He was all about eye contact too. He was always like switching up, switching up, looking at everyone. Yeah, he yeah, awesome. he was he was really good. It was great. Ross Meyer tweets: What do you know about Marvel <laughs> heroes traveling around the country? Is it like Disney on Ice or for adults? Uh, that you're talking about the Marvel experience, which we haven't really talked too much about yet. We don't really know all that much. Yeah, about. We know I mean some stuff. Yeah, I think in time we'll see what it is. But you know, don't judge until you see it, until you know more about it. I don't. I honestly don't know enough about it to make any sort of judgment. But I'm hoping it'll be cool. We want it to be cool. Uh, I don't think it'll be anything. It won't be like a Disney on Ice. It'll. It should be something right. neat. But I guess you know. Again, in time we'll learn more. Simon Williams tweets uh, to Marvel Alliance, will any of these characters be available in the near future? Iceman, Misty Knight, Monica Rambeau. Um, can we say anything? Uh, Not outright, but can we say if... I don't... I haven't looked to see in my chart whether one, or not any of, of those are one coming. One of them is. Oh, yeah? Is that okay to say? I'm not going to say who it is. I'm just going to say one of those three... Maybe. ...is coming. Well, Maybe. we're already saying it. I so. don't know. We can edit it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no... Eh, Maybe. Maybe. Maybe one of them. Yeah. We've heard stuff about one of, at least one of those characters. Yes. So we'll see. Um, so yeah, stay tuned, but you know, it's, it's not easy for anyone to just outright say what's coming up, because right. there are plans for reveals, and, yep. and plans could change, because yep. what we hear now could be sure. totally different. That could get scrapped, so you never know. Uh, Simon says, I want her in Avengers Alliance, but no, don't know anything about Satana. What are some good books featuring her? Jeff Parker's Thunderbolts. Was a lot of fun. Santana mm. was a big part. Yeah, of Yeah, she was great in that. I'll be honest. I don't know a lot of Satana stories. I'm sure she was in some Damon Hellstrom books. Yeah, she. I think she's a late '70s character. Yes. So um, I think she, she may have been introduced in some Son of Satan thing. Yeah. Uh, there was a really. You know what I like? There was an, there was an issue of Deadpool team up with her, mm. with Deadpool and her that I really dug. But if you guys find some, let us know. Yep. Last one from Simon, he says, Want to encourage everyone to buy Mighty Avengers when it comes out. Comics this racially diverse are rare and need our support. Yeah. I agree, and I also hope it's awesome. I just want yeah, the book I mean, to be great. Because, Al Ewing's writing it. Yeah, so oh, Al's I, great. I, yeah. I have how I hope I, for that's it. going to be terrific. Right and I actually have seen some of the Greg Land page, and they look really good, too. Terrific. So it should be a good book, so you should buy it regardless. Yeah. Dr. Underscore Spidey tweets, I really think that Sean Howe's Marvel Comics The Untold Story should be required reading for all current mm. Marvel employees. No, Brevoort swears by it. Yeah? He enjoyed it. And I've got it. Uh, I'm going to Europe in a couple weeks. I was planning to bring it with me. Hmm. So I, I'm reading the Upright Citizens Brigade um, Oral History, which is terrific. Got it. But maybe I'll pick that up uh, as my next book that I read on digital. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, Scott says, listening to This Week in Marvel 94, and I'm astounded by Ben J. Morse's knowledge of the Marvel Universe. The legacy of Mark Grunewald lives on. That is far too kind. Mark Grunewald is, you know, obviously a hero of a lot of us who work here, and myself in particular. I know since, I mean, after this episode, I'm, I'm remember more than I realized I remember. Yeah. But it's really just a lot of memory stuff. But uh, thank you for the compliment. That is about the highest compliment you can pay a Marvel employee, I feel like. Yeah. Maybe Stan Lee was the next step up. Yeah. Scott says, how do you pronounce the Super Scrolls' real name? 
And uh, we say clerk. Clerk. Just clerk. Yeah. K-L apostrophe R-T. Clerk. Last from Scott, he says, I know I'm late to the game here, but I was just blown away by Fury Max, my war gone by. Uh, would it be cool if I stated that everything that happened in Fury Max was part of the regular Marvel Universe canon? Would not be, because it's not. You could state it, but that doesn't mean it's true. I can state that pizza yeah. is made on trees, but that doesn't mean it's true. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yes. Um, I know Stromy loves all those Max books. so you should, They're great. You should tweet Stromy and talk to him about them. Yeah. Secret City Laugh wants to know, what did Nick Lowe think of my iBoy Gold Balls team-up idea? Will it be a Battle of the Atom tie-in? Uh, uh, wait and see, we, true believer. We, yeah, we haven't brought it to him yet. <laughs> uh, we'll get there. He's a very busy man. <clears throat> Dirty Lash to Ryan. Who do I have to beg, bribe, blackmail to get Marvel to come to a UK con, especially as you have filmed so much here? Um, I, it's really it's, it's the cost of going to a UK con because we have to ship all our stuff to... If you want a booth, I mean, that there's thousands of dollars that cost for a company to put a booth there then um airfare hotel meals uh other expenses i mean it, the cost is really high and then for any convention that's why we don't do a ton yeah. then you take us and put it in another country it just becomes becomes a lot um, but we send representatives i was about to say yeah, yeah we we do send representatives to various conventions uh, all around the world yeah. so cb sobolski is almost guaranteed to be there yeah. wherever a convention is going on he will find his way there yeah and he'll always have some people with him we have some great local talent who go to that too yeah can you give a shout out to my local comic shop, Cape and Cowell Comics, and Derby, my escape from the world. Just did. Boom. And still loving these shout-outs. Yeah. Cape and Cow, Very cool. And here's what we've been waiting for. When will, will there be more news about the new Marvel UK comics? I know this will get Ryan to do the accent. Oi! We've got to have more Marvel UK, right? What's that all about? You've already Marvel done it. Evolution. You've already done it like four times this episode. So Dirty Lash has got to be just, pretty big. just loving yeah. this episode. So 96. Uh, Oi. When will there be more news? When there's more news? It's coming in January, so... Yeah. I mean, th- that catalog's not too far away. Coming up quick, what? <clears throat> Regarding Infinity Number 1, that is awesome. Does this mean they're looking at scroll poo? Ew. <laughs> oh, we have a picture? Yeah, a picture. Right, great. We have a picture to illustrate. Yeah. But, uh, Intel from the... They've been stationary long enough to yield product. <laughs> Byproduct. So I mean, be, I guess. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I don't speak science. Yeah. <laughs> Nerds. Yeah. As Biv tweets, finished Fear Itself, The Fearless on Marvel Unlimited. Another great story from the House of Ideas. Fearless Defenders? Yes. That's where it That's, goes. Go, go. That's where it goes next. Get up in that Fearless Defenders. Yeah. It's a great book. Yep. Stephen James tweets, just listened to episode 86 and heard the edit mishap at 4611. I don't know what that mishap is, that but... That was 10 episodes ago. Yeah. How can we remember that? That was ages ago. Come on, man. What's going that on? That was 10 weeks ago, at least. Uh, Stephen says, will a series be coming out of the recent What If AVX miniseries? No. That was a complete story. Uh, who knows if someone will pick up the thread a bit in the end, but no, that was... That miniseries was a story all by itself. Yep. Steve Mal- uh, Malcia tweets, Can we get some point one podcast to explain Infinity? Too many players and not a lot moving in issue one. We don't do point one podcasts. We do point five podcasts. <laughs> but uh, we will be doing point five Infinity podcasts. Uh, first one will be next week. I'm recording it with Tom Brevoort on Friday. I'll be doing it with Tom every couple weeks and hopefully bringing some other uh, players in as well. And that is definitely stuff we will address. 
uh, will give you guys a nice primer. But I will recommend going back and listening to the Jonathan Hickman podcast, which is not a point five. It's the Infinity Special. has its own little special thing. Um, and we covered a lot. That was one of my big things going in is I, I said, no, I go, I know a lot of, not a lot of people know all of these characters. Let's cover all of them. We talk about the builders. We talk about the Black Order. We talk about the Inhumans. We talk about Thanos. We talk about everything. So that's a good primer for you if you haven't listened to it yet. Yeah. Fastball special. Finally read the Dark Phoenix saga. Those last two pages were so sad, but written epically. Mm-hmm. Is epically a word? Sure. Okay. Red Fury's big week. Nice to know what happened to Mr. Blue and the Destroyer and how Agent Coulson's gun came to be. That was the MCU tie-in. Yep. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Really good story. Watch the Mission Marvel crossover. This guy's busy. Watch the Mission Marvel crossover on Disney Channel. Thought it was pretty hilarious. Kudos to dudes at Marvel for this. Uh, we actually didn't have a lot to do with it. It all came from the folks at Disney, but I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Has next where has next it says has next wave been seen since their twelve issue series not together, together not together but I mean they've all shown up yeah well almost all I don't yeah, think not, the captain not the captain <laughs> but yeah you know Monica Rambeau is going to be in Mighty Avengers also yeah. Bloodstone was just in Avengers Arena this week uh, Machine Man Boom Boom's been in uh, X- Cable and X Force Machine Man was in Red She Red She Hulk yep we'll see where he goes so that's everyone except for poor poor Captain yes. He's off doing his thing. Uh, listening to This Week in Marvel, episode 94. Goodness, Ben J. Morris has a potty mouth there. I, that was two weeks ago. I can't remember that. Yeah, potty mouth? I guess. It was two episodes ago. I can't uh, remember two episodes ago. Were we cursing up a storm? Probably. Huh. I can't remember last episode. What was last episode about? I don't know. Uh, the People's Vegan tweets, We lost a huge Marvel fan this weekend. Rest in peace to Greg. We've got a picture of... I guess this is The Hulk Greg statue and Hulk. Greg, I guess. Well... Sorry to hear about your yep. loss. Condolences on that. Yeah. Always sad to lose to lose anyone and, you know, get to know he's a Marvel fan and get to know you got some good memories of him. Yeah. Trey Tomo tweets, who is older, the X-Men brought, brought back from the past and all new X-Men or Jubilee from X-Men? I think oh, Jubilee's Jubilee? older. Yeah. yeah Jubilee's Jubilee's older. been around a little bit. Yeah. The, the X-Men would have been, they're probably like between the ages of 15 and 17, I would say. Right, they're starting high school. So. Yeah. Yeah, they got, they've got to be down. Like there. Bobby's the youngest there. Yeah, and yeah. Jubilee, I think, was 16 when we met her. Yeah, it's been, been a little a few bit. years. Yeah. yeah. Wrath the Relentless tweets, Are there any superhuman schools in the Marvel Universe besides the two X schools, Hellfire, Braddock, and Avengers Academy? The Future Foundation. Boom. Right there. Uh, I think Wakanda has a school that we're going to learn more about in uh, Infinity the Hunt that Nick Lowe mentioned earlier. I'm sure Doctor Doom has a school. We haven't heard about it, but I bet he does. Uh, and then the next question is, would the Future Foundation be considered a superhuman school? You better believe it. I would. Heck yeah. Why not? Rath says, is there a new dupe translator key? Because my key was accurate until pretty recently. <laughs> they redone what? dupe speak? What? Did you ever look up the... No, I, I forgot. I get busy. Maybe that's... I know you do. <laughs> um, maybe the... Maybe we should look that up and see if it still works. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and he says, is there a translator key for the spells that Loki and Doctor Strange use, and where can I find them? Can no. use, like, runes or whatever? No. No, we don't. Unless they're actual ancient runes, in which case go to the library. Yeah. Sorry. Check that out. We don't have that stuff. Yeah. Why So Cyrus tweets, there should be podcast crossover between that Kevin Smith and This Week in Marvel. As we've said. Uh, yeah, have, him, we're, we're have his people call our people. Yeah, we're ready. He also tweets, all sees comics in Aurora. 
Aurora, Colorado, for their hard work and Aurora Rises fundraiser, helping the Aurora shooting victims. Cool. So that's a great that's final shout-out to end on. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Keep keep those coming, those yeah. uh, shout-outs for your local comic stores. And we did it. How long, how long is this? Oh, man, now? this is a... Without even Strami's part, we're at 137. So hopefully you guys enjoyed... An almost two-hour episode. Yeah, this probably took you... Woo-hoo. Probably took Gunhild's Skull five work days to listen to. Yeah. Maybe, but... It was fun. It was great. Do it again sometime. Awesome. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks to everybody who put this together, meaning me and Ben. Yep. Uh, and uh, we'll be back next week. Remember, read okay. Union Jack, the 2006 limited series for our Twim URC. And I actually, if you look in the app uh, for Marvel Unlimited, you will see I also added the Captain America issues that precede it if you really want to dive deep. Because I know a lot of you always want more after you yep. read the main Twim URC. So there's a little bit more there for you. And we'll be back next week. This is Marvel, your universe.